0: stuff. Welcome to episode 113 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and you found my show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide Good Stuff for Kids and Families. And on today's episode, I talk to Scott Graham. And Scott is the founder of an organization called Kids for Kids. And it's all about leadership and what kids can do. He's got a camp called camp kahuna he's done so many amazing things in the area of canada that he lives and it is all certified and bona fide good stuff and he recently won a meritorious service decoration from the governor general of canada have you ever won that have you ever won a meritorious service decoration no way scott has an amazingly cool story lots of different things that he's done in his life he spent some time in the music side of things and now he is fully dedicated to kids for kids after school programs that help kids confront bullying and build their leadership skills and did i mention he has a camp yeah he's living the dream he's got his own camp camp kahuna Before we get to my talk with Scott, I want to tell you a little bit about my buddy Kara Doyle's brand new website. It's called 3 O'Clock Somewhere, and Kara is the mom of Chloe from Chloe's Friendship Circle. You may remember a long time ago, Chloe and I had a sort of a joint interview podcast kind of deal, and she gave me some fashion advice, and uh, I wonder if she would feel the same way about my declaration that Crocs and cargo shorts were uh, fashionably acceptable. I just don't know. But Kara's got a read on all kinds of things happening in the New York area, all kinds of stuff to do with your kids. I completely trust Kara to make good recommendations, and you should check her out. That website is www.3oclocksomewhere.com, the number 3oclocksomewhere.com. And maybe, just maybe, Kara, if you're listening, maybe we'll come on the show sometime to talk about it. What do you think? I mean, I just put it out there so that, that wasn't really fair because now you kind of feel like you have to do it but i imagine you would have done it anyway i don't know we'll, we'll talk about it another time anyway the eagles won the super bowl all is right in the world and now let's hear from scott graham who's got an amazing story to share with us talk to you at the end of the show good stuff it is uh with great pleasure that i welcome scott Graham to the good stuff kids podcast how are you this morning scott
1: I am doing great.
0: Great. We should mention that it is uh, Friday, January fifth, and you're in the, you're in, near Toronto and currently in the midst of the uh, weather bomb thing that's going yeah.
1: on. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cold down here, but uh, we're making do. It's okay.
0: Yeah. So you are the founder of something called Kids for Kids, and there's a lot of different branches and Kids for Kids. But I guess what's what I'm really curious about is what was the uh, sort of the impetus to start the the organization or how did this idea come to be
1: well actually i was working with a lot of kids in the community and i noticed a lot of kids were being bullied so i looked out into the community to see if i could find something that would help them and there was nothing really there and the stock answers that were available were walk away ignore it tell a teacher so out of frustration i started a club at a school And um, I promised the kids if they came, they would get pizza. So they all came for the pizza, but they seemed to enjoy the program. And so I offered it again to see if, you know, I could entice more kids into the program. And I put a list down by the office and there ended up being 196 kids on the list. So that kind of encouraged me to keep on pursuing, you know, ways of teaching kids how to deal with bullying and, you know, develop leadership skills and build character and uh, it's really been the enthusiasm of kids that have inspired me because I didn't start it as a business. I just started it as a club, of you know, way of helping kids. But then, you know, schools have been calling me and parents were like, couldn't believe that their kids would come home and be all excited about learning how to deal with bullying. So they thought, you know, something was up there. And um, it's just been very inspiring seeing
0: these kids being motivated to use what I'm teaching them to help other kids. And that's the whole point well that's that is a great point. Did you say that you were a teacher before you really got into this, or what w- what was your uh, occupation before?
1: I was actually working as an educational assistant and I had planned to go into teaching. Uh-huh. Um, I finished my degree in social work um and I was on my way. but then what happened was I was working as an e a uh-huh. and I started this program and then the program started taking off, and I decided instead of pursuing teaching, I would just you know develop the program and Basically, I've had about 30,000 kids through the program.
0: 30,000?
1: There's no other program. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So, before we get into sort of the meat and potatoes of the program, it started off as an after-school club, and then it turned into something else. And now, what are the the various branches of Kids for Kids?
1: Well, basically, I will go to schools, and I'll uh, do anti-bullying leadership workshops. So, I'll do it with primary, junior, intermediate kids. Um, I also run after-school programs. Um, I run PA day camps. I run uh, summer camps. My summer camps actually have become really popular. Last year, I had almost a 1,000 kids in the day camp and uh, a sleepaway camp. Um, I just try to create things that will really help kids with their self-esteem and build their confidence because it's one thing to teach kids about how to deal with bullying and they'll have the information, but it's getting them to implement the strategy. So you have to have that confidence and that feeling of self worth to be able to implement what's being taught. So it's kind of like a two-fold process.
0: Right, so um, so these camps, they're called Camp Kahuna, right? Camp Kahuna yeah. Day Camp? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm the big Kahuna. You're the big, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where are these camps located? Actually, I run them in Burlington, so just
1: outside of Toronto. Okay. And um, the kids come from all over the place. Like a lot, of, I pull a lot of kids from the Toronto area, but at last year, I had 10 kids from Scotland. I've had kids from Peru, China, Korea, Vietnam, um, the States. Um, wow. I had a couple of kids from Alabama last year, which was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, And so they come from all over because it's a very unique camp in that I do teach leadership in all of the the um, things I do within Kids for Kids. But I try to create a camp that's very unique. So I've had, you know, rock celebrities. I've had football celebrities. I've had motivational speakers. I've had... You know, different things that will help kids, you know, learn ways of dealing with the negative in this world and build their confidence and, you know, make it a really fun process but a unique
0: process. Right. So so, what are some of the like – the the tenants i guess or what 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 do you sort of hang the program on you know you talked about bullying you talked about leadership and i know i mean it's on the website it's available but i think to hear from you and have a conversation about it's really interesting like there's a lot of different a lot of different character traits i guess is what i'm getting at so what are some of the character traits that you emphasize in terms of kids being leaders or combating bullying and things like that
1: Well, one of the things I do is I try to teach them what a leader is. A lot of people, when they think of leadership, they think of people like presidents, prime ministers, coaches. They think of jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's – you can have the job and not necessarily be a leader. So basically what I do is I give them a very simple definition of leadership, which is basically – being the best you can be in any situation and also learning ways of helping other people. So being selfless instead of selfish. And so if you understand that those are the two components of being a leader, anyone can be a leader. So a lot of kids will sit there and they'll think, Well, I can't be a leader. I can't like lead a group of people. But that's not what leadership is. It's you know learning ways of helping other people and then trying to be the best you can be in whatever situation and developing
0: yourself, you know, as you know, you go through your journey of life, basically. Great. So um Have there been any success stories, kids that have sort of latched on to what you what you're teaching and what you're doing and and have really sort of um, taken it to a a level that either you weren't expecting or is just so inspiring to you in the work that you've done that it kind of, you know, humbles you a bit and, and, and shows that you're really making a big difference?
1: Well, I could go on about kids' stories because I've been doing it for 25 years and I've seen some kids. I mean, that's what really inspires me. When you see kids, they get so excited about being a leader. Mm -hmm. And I had one particular boy. It's probably the most extreme story I have. But it's a boy who really wanted to help other kids learn how to deal with bullying and develop leadership. Um, So what he did was he eventually – he did a lot of things. But he wrote this book called Making Change and he sent it out. And um, within about three months, he got this call. And he at first, he just hung up. He thought it was a joke. But then his dad finally picked up the phone. And who it was, was it was someone in South Africa. Nelson Mandela got hold of his book. And uh, Nelson Mandela wanted to have this boy named Bilal Rajan over to South Africa. So Bilal flew over to South Africa and actually had a personal meeting with Nelson Mandela and Deciman Tutu. So, I mean, that's the most extreme. Yeah. <laughs> right and I've had kids, like a lot of kids have like, decided they want to go into teaching and working with kids and that kind of stuff. Uh Um, I've had a lot of kids, I used to do a lot of stuff at the Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. And I remember this one particular girl, she had a facial deformity. And I always tell kids, she's the most beautiful girl I've ever met because she came in, And she didn't, she wasn't all self-conscious about the way she looked, but she had a handle on it. She said, I know I look kind of different, but when you get to know me, you're going to see how cool I am. And you're all going to want to be my friend. And at the end of the day, every single person wanted to be friends with this girl named Sarah. Because she was so magnificent, but she used her, you know, her difference in a way to inspire and motivate. And it was such a great lesson for the kids. And I can give you like so many stories about kids like that who you look at them and it looks like they have some sort of, challenge they use the challenge in such a motivational way that they inspire people i mean i have a learning disability in adhd and i in my discussions i'll you know tell kids i have this challenge but it's been the greatest gift to me because learning disability people think it affects your learning it's basically you just think in a different way you can be extremely intelligent and genius I'd like to clarify i'm not but um <laughs> you, can be, you know really intelligent and have a learning disability so it's nothing to do with you know, being smart or not smart, it's just basically you're wired differently. And ADHD just means I have lots of energy. Um, And I've used it in such a great way that I would not give it up if I had a chance. I mean, it's a great kick. And then at the end of a presentation, I'll have this lonely kid in the hallway and he'll be like, hey, I have ADHD and a learning disability too. And you can sort of see that all of a sudden he's starting to realize that it's not a negative, it's a positive. Because a lot of times kids define whatever label they have as um, whatever their friends say or what they think they know, which it's not always accurate.
0: Right. I mean, I, and I would say that like you being upfront about what you've struggled with and how you've turned that into a positive because a lot of kids growing up that when they hear, I mean, just to use ADHD as a small example of one of many different things that could be, but to hear someone like you stand up in front of them and say, yes, this is something that I've been whatever diagnosed with, this is something that I've been living with, but I've used it in a, in a way that's very positive. And exactly. I think that like, I think that for kids who are like constantly being, you know, taken to the principal or talking to the teacher, or there's like all these different learning, but like to see someone as a role model in front of them who has used it to their advantage is a very different approach than I think a lot of kids have been in contact with.
1: Well, oh, I want them to realize that it's not a negative and to see that there is someone that had the same thing as they did or something similar and use it in such a positive way. Because I always tell kids that whatever makes them different as a kid is what's going to make them graze an adult. Mm-hmm. And it's just how you use it and what you do with it that's going to make a difference. I mean, the fact that I'm an author right now and I've written like six books, I use that because when I was in grade seven, I could barely read and write and I was struggling. And now I'm an author. Well, how did that happen? Right? And so there's a whole story around that.
0: Uh-huh. So you've written books. You, yes. all, you, you also – so what are what are the – are the books geared for kids or are they geared for adults or geared for anyone who needs a little kick in the pants motivation in terms of leadership? Well, they're kind of funny. So what I do is I use my humor to
1: teach kids various leadership concepts. So I have a book called The Attack of Moomoo Chickens, for example, and then the whole storyline teaches all the, the anti-bullying strategies. So it's a goofy story. So adults can use these books because if you want to teach your child about bullying, then you read the story and you use it as a way of kind of having a discussion around the strategies around that. My Horrible Happenings book is about Stranger Danger, um, and there's like a lot of different like messages within the stories about peer pressure and all that kind of stuff. So it's just another way, another vehicle of teaching kids what I I need to teach them in a fun way because the reason kids for kids is so successful it's gone on for 25 years is because i make it fun mm-hmm. because if i just stood up in front of kids and just lectured at them for an hour and a half it would have died many years ago so i use my humor my adhd energy to kind of uh, motivate and inspire the kids and get them on you know the right path yeah.
0: and that's not easy to go up in front of a group there where they don't know you and, and sort of get them on your side you know well i have with
1: well, i have like my with my crazy hair and my crazy antics and everything <laughs> i usually get them interested within the first couple of minutes because they kind of go oh, this guy's kind of different what's going to happen here and then they're engaged because if you're in front of a group of people especially kids and you're not engaging them and you know really quickly that you <laughs> know you're failing, so it's like right. it's a do or die situation,
0: right? And we should say, I mean, one of the first things I noticed that drew me in immediately in this conversation was that you do have glorious hair. So it is uh, no doubt uh, a part of you and, and who you are and what you do, and that's that's pretty great. Um, so well, there's all. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, at my age, I'm just glad I still have more. So. <laughs> you and me both. Um, so you, uh, in addition to writing the books and the programs, you're also a musician, and uh, I mean this energy. Energy is unlimited of yours so tell us a little bit about the music
1: well when I was um, in in the 80s basically I was um, invited to join a rock band and they were already established in the area and they had a record out and stuff like that and so it was a great way for me to like develop my skills as a performer and I think the skills that I learned being in this band for six years You know, enabled me to be able to stand up in front of people. It's easier to stand in front of a bunch of kids than it is to stand up and sing in a Queen Street bar in Toronto, you know what I mean? So, (laughs) bikers that are not maybe too fond of you. So, um, the challenge is a lot easier, but it was a lot of great experience. Like, I recorded with um, a guy named Paul Northfield, and he was actually one of the guys that recorded Synchronous Sting, uh, Police's Synchronicity, and David Bowie's Tonight Album, and Rush's 2112 album. So, we had some notoriety. There was a big Competition in um, Toronto called the Q107 Homegrown. We won that twice. Um, actually, one of the two musicians that were in their band. Actually, one of them actually just won a Grammy last year. I think it was for the Life of Pi because he did the music for the Life of Pi. Oh, cool. Um, so we've all gone our different ways and done pursued different things. But I mean, the six years was a great experience. I mean. I like, you know, enjoyed being the front man in a band and it was a great learning experience and uh, had some really cool experiences and I think it's helped me in what I do now. So, and there's a lot of cool stories I can sometimes share with the kids. So,
0: yeah, well, I thought one of them that I saw, which was probably like, just how did this happen was when you were uh, recording in New York, I believe, and someone came into the studio you were in and played something for you and it happened. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. So That's tell great. that story. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was really cool, actually. So we were, it was actually in Hamilton. And so we were in the the studio and um, this guy comes in and we had no idea who he was. He looked really unshaven, kind of like a street person. And he comes in and he goes, hey guys, want to hear a tape that I just recorded with these guys? And we kind of were, you know, humoring him until we could call security. And so so he stuck the tape in and it was actually uh, the song Pride by U2. The guy was Daniel Lanois. And uh, we were probably one of the first ones to hear the song Pride in Canada because he just it just came right off. He came off the plane with the tape in his hand and put it in you know, the cassette player. So that yeah. Yeah, was pretty amazing. And That's actually, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and actually yeah, I met U2 at one point too, so it was a really yeah. kind of cool connection. And I idolized the singer because he's, I'm not sure if you've ever seen U2 live, but he's so charismatic. But the interesting thing is in person, he actually comes across as really shy and kind of like just normal kind of down-the-earth guy. So yeah, it was a cool, cool connection and a cool moment yeah. to be able to, you know. And another, actually, it's a good story I sometimes used with the kids. Never judge a book by its cover because you never know. You <laughs>
0: never know when they're going to yeah. come with one of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, So you're in, you're in the midst of the year. You have some camps. You said you're at camp now. Um, you have after school programs. There's all kinds of different things going on all the time. What is the best way to sort of Keep up with kids for kids. And if folks that are listening to this are in the the greater Toronto area, I guess, or want to sort of explore the idea of going to camp in the summer, how can they find you? How can they get themselves more educated about what you all do?
1: Actually, all you have to do is just go to my website, which is kidsforkids.ca for being a numeral four, and basically all the information you need about me is there. I um, mean, the other thing I really enjoy doing is going to different schools and different communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year actually I went to Scotland, believe it or not, wow. and uh, spoke over there. And I always thought Scottish kids would be very similar to Canadian, but they're not. They're <laughs> quite different. Really, It's a totally different economic structure and the whole boys will be boys, you know, suck it up, don't cry, don't be a wuss kind of attitude over there is huge on it with the boys. Uh So it was quite interesting teaching and it was very well received, but it was a lot more different than I thought. Wow. And I'm actually going back there in June again to do a conference. So, like I I I enjoy meeting different people and going to different communities. Right after I got back from Scotland, actually, I went to a place called Timmiskaming, which is northern Ontario, okay? Which the school had uh, grades 1 to 11 and they had 90 kids in the school. Wow. And that was a really cool experience. Yeah. Like it, a lot of aboriginal Um, children and stuff like that and just a total different mindset a different you know atmosphere and I love that kind of stuff
0: did you have did you change your approach at all for that knowing that it was such a small school with so many different age groups
1: well I I worked with the younger ones first and then the older ones okay Um, sure about how the older ones. I don't do a lot of high school. If I do high school, I'll do small groups. I don't like the big, big auditoriums
0: of high school because I like to be more do you, intimidated. Do you know do you know why you don't like to? Because you are a very smart man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually did a
1: I did a conference last year and actually it was for older kids and it was for we actually had about sixteen hundred kids and I'm hoping to do it again in November. Mm-hmm. But it was a totally different um event because it was, I had rock stars there. I had a lot of things that would be be palatable to that age group. Uh So it was kind of cool. Um, It just with the older kids, I want to work with the kids that really want to learn leadership. And so if I got a group of them, Then that's perfect. But with these high schools up in this high school kids up in Temiskaming, I wasn't sure how they're going to respond to me. And there was this one boy who walked in, and oh my goodness, if looks could kill, I thought I was a dead man. Like he was like a scary looking guy. And at the end, he actually came up to me and shook my hand and went, That was pretty good. And so you never know, right? Like how messages kind of hitting them yeah again all kids like to be you know motivated inspired by the because i i do it through stories and i tell the different things that i've gone through so it makes it more practical hopefully with the kids and more
0: relatable yeah that's great so, yeah it was a good experience yeah well we should also congratulate you because you won something called the governor general the governor general's award and now and, I th- and it is due to your service and the 25 years plus that you've put into working with kids, into raising their uh, awareness and self-esteem and leadership and anti-bullying. But tell us, what, what is this particular award and, and what does it mean to you?
1: Well, actually, it was a, quite a surprise, actually, because it, it was called the meritori- Meritorious, and it took me a long time to pronounce this thing, <laughs> the mer- mer- Meritorious Service Medal presented by the government general of Canada and it's presented to people who I guess go and do you know a particular service toward you know Canadian Canadians, doesn't have to be children. Um and mine was, you know, my work with that what do I do with bullying. Um the like so basically that medal is for people who um do their work within like a province if i had done my work across canada i would have got the order of canada so that's the difference um but it was an amazing honor because i met the obviously the governor general and he was such a legitimate like honest amazing man like he was so impressive and the fact that i actually i go my full name is ian scott graham and um i was walking by him he goes hey scott and he actually knew that I went by Scott. So he obviously did his research because yeah. he's the one who actually chooses the candidates. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. And, like, my big thing is everyone who knows me knows I cannot give awards without crying. I just like, what's <laughs> this way? Because when I give awards out, it's usually to my leaders and they mean a lot to me. And so I was, like, doing everything I could not to, like, lose it because I thought, okay, I'm not very good at, you know, giving awards, but I'm not sure about receiving them either. And everything that could possibly have gone wrong um, to prevent me from not crying was going on. Like my mom had passed away about eight years ago, Ugh. and on that day, I'm waiting in line. And this lady goes, "Hey, you know what? It's my mom's birthday today." And then my sister goes, "Yeah, it's your mom's birthday too." And I didn't realize it was my mom's birthday. I was getting the award on, uh-huh. so that was the first thing. And then when they opened the doors, they piped us in with bagpipes. Well, I'm Scottish, and that all sets me. <laughs> And then my dad was there, uh-huh. and, so, and he's 83, so that was quite a, a cool moment for me. But actually, believe it or not, I actually did manage, manage to, you know, get the award
0: without blubbering and looking like a total idiot. So, <laughs> well, I think everyone would have forgiven you, no doubt. Um, so, okay, so Kids for Kids dot ca, that's the website, um, right. and. I want to thank you on behalf of all the people that you've helped in the many years that you've been doing it. And I wish you many, 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 many more of making an impact on on kids and and helping them to to lead a better life. And congratulations on the award. And I mean, what else is there to say? You've done it all and you keep doing it. And it's very, very impressive. Well, I'm hoping for another 25 years. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, easily. Well, we'll we'll talk before then. How about that?
1: Okay, before I reach 80, <laughs> my uh, goal is to be like the oldest guy doing this ever. So we'll see. Well, I think
0: you have the attitude and the energy to make that happen, and youngest at heart. Oh, how about that? That oh, sounds good. That's good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Pretty amazing to hear all of the things that Scott has done. Be sure to check out kids Amazing stuff. Camp Kahuna sounds like a blast. For everything you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, just go to www.goodstuffpod.com. You can find me on social media, all of them, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Not Snapchat, but you can find me on all the other ones at goodstuffpod. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very, very soon.
1: Stuff.